Chronicle the baseball trip of a lifetime while raising awareness of the needs of children in the foster system through our partnership with Children's Hope Alliance. This is Ron Clements with my exhausted wife, Patty. Hello. <laughs> and I say that exhausted because uh, here's been our last couple days uh, since we left Denver. We drove about nine hours, ten hours actually, in the RV from Denver to to Yellowstone National Park on the way to Seattle. And uh, we went up through 287 through Wyoming, which is gorgeous country, but we'll get to that in a little bit. And then Sunday we spent, uh, what, we got up at 6.15, 6.30, right? 6.15, yes. And then we did not get back to the RV until 11 o'clock at night. And yeah, man. It was a full day. There's a lot <laughs> to see in Yellowstone, and we hey, tried to see as much of it as we could. We, we did, and we tried to cram a, a lot into one day. We did make it all the way through the Grand Loop, but we are going to go back up to uh, Mammoth Hot Springs because we were up there, and it was getting dark, and we really didn't get a chance to see any of that. We did, however, drive past some elk on the way back after we left there, actually yeah. right before we got there. Yeah, they were making noise that I don't even know that I can, you know, yeah, mimic. Yeah, yeah. And, it, there was, and it was just, I didn't know they made those kind of noises. I also learned that squirrels have this high chirping noise, and when they're agitated, it's a really fast chirping noise, because we encountered a very territorial squirrel um, right by the lower falls, which are, holy cow, majestic and going right into the Grand Canyon of Yellowstone. They are crazy. Now, I am aware of what the noise a squirrel makes because they used to tell homes off in my backyard in St. Louis. Oh, that squirrel looked me right in the eye and <laughs> definitely told me where to go he with a did. couple of chirps. Yep, for sure. He was um, saying a few choice words to you, I could tell. Yeah, and I was going back up the hill at this point from the uh, lower falls. I thought I was getting video of this squirrel telling me off, but instead all I did was take picture of a log. <laughs> so These things happen. We did, however, get photos and video of those lower falls, and it is amazing. That falls is at least twice as tall, if not more, than Niagara Falls. Yeah, Niagara Falls is a lot more volume of water, but you still see the same, or not the same, but similar things when you've when you got that much water falling from that big of a height. You still have the huge mist uh, at the bottom of the basin and then rapids that, that follow the river. Um, and we even saw it a mile down the road uh, when we saw the river again. And yeah, there was this big pool base and there was, was rapids. And so we saw the same thing up in Niagara that we saw there. We also, at that stop, saw the sign that tells you, which you can tell when you're looking fr away from the falls as well, is that this is called the Grand Canyon of Yellowstone. Yeah, beautiful. I'm stunning. Here's the thing you need to know about Yellowstone National Park. Words and pictures don't do it justice. I saw a lot of pictures of Yellowstone before we got there. Right. And I was just like, 
wow. Yeah, it's amazing. And you just keep driving and driving and driving. And you see more and different types of vistas. Uh, the diverse terrain at, yeah. at Yellowstone is just mystifying. Um, now, that, yeah, it's a, it's a mountainous, sure. But every mountain, every crest you go over, every turn you make, you see something different. There are a lot of rivers. There are a lot of mountains and hot springs, and and there's you got the geyser basins. Of course, the geysers that everybody knows about. I will say this though: the one constant about Yellowstone is no matter where you are in the park, bison. <laughs> they are all over the oh place. Oh my god! And they just that they, they don't care. They're like honey badger. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, there was one right at a pull off. It was right at the top of the lower falls. It, right. And and it was right at the entrance, just eating grass right behind this no parking sign. And we'll get a picture of that up at the Home Run on Wheels photo gallery as well as the Facebook page. But goodness gracious, yeah, these bison just were like, whatever. Yeah, we saw a bison roadblock. A couple of them. Right. Thankfully, however, we did not encounter the one that backed up traffic at the west entrance for like two and a half hours on Sunday. Yeah, I can't imagine. Two and a half hours, you're, you're stuck. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. Unless you just, I guess, pull over and hang out on one of the... There are a lot of areas to pull over to view the sites. I'm going to try to pronounce this word, okay? Fumaroles. I don't know if that's how you spell it, but that's how I pronounce it, but that's what I've been saying. It's F-U-M-A-R-O-L-E-S. Fumaroles, fumaroles, whatever. But it's just like a steaming crater. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the hot springs. And you just see every so often, and again, it's an iconic thing that you think of when you see pictures or what have you of Yellowstone is that steaming or or the Old Faithful, the geysers, all those different things. Now yeah, We saw a couple of guys. We saw multiple geysers go off. We did, and we waited for <clears throat> what... We waited about an hour for an hour, yeah. um, for Old Faithful to do its second eruption while we were there because we had climbed to the top of the Observation Hill and uh, we wanted to see it from up there. And uh, you can see the whole basin, though, from up there, which is pretty cool. It is cool, and I have a little bit of a sunburn to remember <laughs> it by. Yeah, we were, we were pretty much exposed up there. Um, but even before we got to Yellowstone, though, I mean, I had never realized how beautiful the state of wyoming is um we left denver after seeing red rocks actually we did go yeah, hiking red up through red rocks amazing. and talk about beautiful things red rocks and we definitely have to see a show there absolutely there was a concert going on while we were there it was mo and pigeons playing ping pong who we learned about in pittsburgh when we went to the lion fire music festival and we saw a person wearing us pigeons wearing pigeons playing ping pong shirt Say that five times. I was gonna fast. say easy for you to say. Yeah, uh, but we saw this guy wearing a pigeons playing ping pong shirt, and we're like, "What is that?" And he told us it's a band. And then who who opens up for Mo at Red Rocks when we're there? We didn't go to the concert, but it was pigeons playing ping pong. But we we hiked hiked that with Holmes. Holmes loved it. Holmes was again. He's the trail dog. He is. He loves. He's doing part trails. mountain goat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Unfortunately, though. The trails at Yellowstone are off limits for are dogs. off limits for dogs. Yeah, because and it has nothing. It really has nothing to do with the dogs. It has to do with the wildlife because you don't want the dogs 
to upset a bison and have that charge or have an encounter with a wolf or a bear. So actually having the trails off limits for dogs is really for the dog's protection. Right. And gosh darn it, I hope that we're going to see a bear. I thought I saw one on a ridge, but I wasn't sure. It was twilight. I I don't know. I want to see him from far away, but I want to see one. (laughs) Right. Somebody needs a hug. (laughs) That was a raccoon. And don't be recreating any elf moments, please. Um, But then, so after we leave Denver, though, driving up on, on, uh, we got to Laramie and took 287. We came in through the south entrance of Yellowstone. Wyoming, though, uh, we were amazed at how gorgeous western Wyoming is. Yeah, we followed what we learned was the Chief Washaki Trail. Yeah, and we learned who Chief Washaki is because we were, we were like, who is Chief Washaki? And at this point, we actually had service. Once we got inside Yellowstone National Park, nobody has service. Maybe a few spotty things if you have Verizon, but other than that, yeah. Yeah, if you don't know something, you have to look it up or wait to look it up later in a book. Which, by the way, we've been utilizing our Guide to the National Parks of the United States that your mom gave us a lot yeah, on thanks, this trip. Mom. Yeah, we kind of did a little bit of research before we got the National Geographic Guide to the National Parks book for my mom. Uh, we used it a little bit in Acadia National Park and Cuyahoga National Park in Ohio. Um, looked at it a little bit in Florida, tried to get down to the Everglades. We just didn't have time to do that. But we had Grand Tetons and especially Yellowstone. We really utilized it quite a bit. And speaking of Grand Tetons, Grand Tetons National Park. It's funny, though. I, I was speaking with a guy from Switzerland. Now, we were, like, amazed by the Grand Tetons and oh, the Rocky yeah. Mountains. Oh, yeah, you come around, you've seen and all then, these mountains. Everything we were seeing, we get more amazed by. And then yeah. again, you see the Grand Tetons, and you're like, oh, my goodness. Wow, yeah. And there's just these huge, rocky uh, mountains. They're like no, There's, like, nothing on them. There's no trees. But we spoke with a guy named Sylvan from Switzerland at the Geyser Basin, and he said that he thought the Tetons were kind of boring because that's what he sees every day in Switzerland with the Alps. <laughs> and I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, and I guess that's how it is when you see something every day. I was thinking about that, too, when we were in Denver and we could see the view of the Rockies. like Or people that get to go out to Red Rocks on a regular basis. Or people that live right there by Red Rocks. That's their you know, backyard. It's yeah. normal for them. So it's normal. So it's. I'm sure it's a little bit of wonder when they first... When they're younger, I don't know how it is because I grew up in the Midwest with corn and beans. <laughs> and I grew up with cows in, in Wisconsin. So, um, But we both, you know, we're both pretty well-traveled. Yes. But I didn't finish what I was saying, though, with uh, driving up through Wyoming. We get to the Grand Teton National Park and we had the America the Beautiful Pass, which, folks, if you're going to, if you are planning on going to national parks, like multiple national parks in the same year, Get the America the Beautiful Pass. It is $89 annually, and that is for your family. Yeah, uh, it's it's a great deal. It's definitely if you're coming to Yellowstone or Grand, Grand Tetons. Tetons. And we drove through both. Here is what it... Remember, we paid $89 annually. We, the, we got the pass in February. To drive an RV into Grand Teton National Park and Yellowstone would have been $70 each time. So that's $140 right there. Then we went back, after we dropped the RV off, we went back and we went into West Yellowstone and went back in with my car. 
that would have been another thirty dollars. Yeah, so I don't right know if there, they would allow you to come back at all or not. So, but right there though, that's one hundred seventy dollars for just two days, and and we paid eighty nine dollars for the year, and we still we plan on us, utilizing this in uh, Redwood National Forest out in California. So. Definitely, definitely worth the America the Beautiful Pass. But I, I'm, I need to get back to this guy who we met, the a park ranger at the Grand Teton National Park entrance, the south entrance. His name was his name was Shaw, and he asked us, and we've encountered this a lot on our trip. He asked us because he saw the RV, what is Children's Hope Alliance? And this is such a great thing. We told so many people about Children's Hope Alliance and our mission of going to all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums raising awareness of the needs of kids in the foster system, getting donations of tickets from the Marlins, Tigers, Brewers, Twins, and Rockies, and hopefully doing more. So we tell him what we're doing, and he tells us that he's, one, he's from Milwaukee, so that was cool. I've met another cheesehead. But two, his mother works for a foster care organization in Milwaukee. And that's not the first time something like that has happened to us where we tell someone what we're doing, and that person is connected to foster care somehow. It's really neat. Yeah, we met a guy who has, he and his wife had adopted three three children, a set of twins. Yeah, we, we actually met them while we were still in Denver. Uh, we were out to dinner and this family was sitting next to us. Uh, a lot of them were from San Antonio because they had come up for a wedding in Denver. And this guy named Tom, uh, Tom White, is his name, and he and his wife have two bio kids, but then they adopted three children, two of whom are twins, through the foster system, and the twins are nine years old, I think Tom said, and uh, so, yeah, that's just, like, so his his two bio kids, or their two bio kids, are adults, they're in their 20s, but his adopted children are, what What did he say, 13, and, and the twins are nine. Right, so they started over, they, yeah, they which is great. you know felt it in their hearts to go and help these kids who needed help. And that's so awesome. And it's, it's however people can help again, whether it's volunteering, donating, fostering, adopting something. And donating doesn't have to be donating money. It can be donating items because we learned that from Mary Lenick of family alternatives, that that is a huge need as well. Heck, Max of Nevada Color alluded to that um, when we interviewed them in Pittsburgh, that Tiffany Haddish set up a, a foster care event in Pittsburgh th- through one of her shows to raise money so that she could buy luggage for kids in the foster system so they wouldn't be putting their clothes in trash bags going from place to place. And that's a common thing. Right. And school supplies and, yep, and school all supplies the are a huge thing now, especially things. this time of year. Right. School supplies as we get through uh, uh, you know, between basically between now and Labor Day, these agencies and, and, and kids need school supplies. So, you know, whatever you can do, please do it. And, uh, you know, we will be in Seattle when we speak to you folks next on Thursday. We'll be just be getting into Seattle on Thursday. Our net, we got a couple of long days ahead of us too. We uh, driving wise after we leave. Yellowstone tomorrow we're going to spend the night in Missoula Montana and then Wednesday night we'll be in Coeur d'Alene Idaho before Thursday driving in to Seattle where we both get to see family 
Yes, that will be nice. And all because it's the all-star break now. Yeah, you know, that's really the only reason why we made this big detour to Yellowstone. Because if you look at a map, Yellowstone is not exactly on the way to Seattle from Denver. But we wanted to make this detour. We wanted to take advantage of the all-star break. The Brewers have five all-stars. The Cardinals don't. The Brewers are no longer in first place. After the six-game six losing streak and getting swept by the Pirates heading into the All-Star break. but I, I'm so sorry for you, honey. Hey, at least the Brewers still have their manager because the Cardinals fired Mike Matheny. Well, you know what? Maybe they'll also make some other moves and they can pick up and do better. So we are going to watch the All-Star game, though. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that on Thursday's episode as well as what we have planned for our trip to Seattle to see the Mariners and White Sox play next weekend. Until then, have a great week, folks, and enjoy the All-Star break. Thank you.